You're listening to Rima Radio. Next midweek service word episode is from Stephen Mohan, shared in High Point Live, entitled "Giants Will Fall." Listen to that and other sermons at rima.rad.io or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And now for this week's interview with Tony Lim. Welcome to Rima Radio. The weekly podcast on faith, culture, music, and more. I'm Sheila Singham, and with me this morning is Dr. Tony Lim, the Vice Principal and Dean of the English Department of the Malaysian Bible Seminary. This morning, Dr. Tony is going to talk to us about finding our direction and how to discern the direction of our Christian walk. Good morning, Dr. Good Tony. Good morning. Um, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. Would you? Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your Christian walk? I come to a saving knowledge in Christ basically through books, mm. through the wonderful writings of C.S. Lewis, particularly *Mere Christianity*. And uh, since then, uh, books have been a, a great mentor and a great guide to me in my life of faith. Right. And um, how did you, you you studied English? That was your. Ah uh, no, I'm a science student really. Oh But, really? Uh, literature is my first love. Yeah. Ah great. So yeah. you're right in the right place then as the yes. dean of the English yes. department. How did you get to where you are today? I mean, the start from your Christian walk to where you are today in the position you're in at the Malaysian Bible Seminary. Yeah. The. Discovery of the ultimate call in my life is a slow process. I begin by understanding call as uh, should I be an accountant, should I be an engineer, but I realize later that God's call is actually more than that. Mm. It involves the whole of my life, what I am, what I do, who I relate to, and and of course what I do. And finally, after twenty thirty years, I. Find that I'm in the right place because every morning when I wake up, what I do resonates with who I really am. You know, remember uh, Eric Little in the show *Chariots of Fire*. Yeah, he says that God made me fast, and when I run, I feel His pleasure. And so, at the seminary, you know, you need to read a lot of books, you know, and you you need to interact with small groups of people. And I love to teach, and I love to interact with small groups of people. And and more than that, this is with regard to the Word of God. That as you know it more, it's actually life transforming, and therefore I think I'm in the right place at the right time after twenty thirty years. So, when did you join the Malaysian Bible Seminary? What were you doing before that? I was a pastor. I was a pastor with the Evangelical Free Churches from nineteen eighty three to ninety six. And then ninety seven up to the present time, I am with the seminary, first as the dean, and now I'm the currently the vice principal. Right. There are many Christians who go to church and um, Bible classes and so on, but they're very unclear about how they can serve God. Mm. Sometimes there's a desire. I want to do more than just. Sunday worship and Bible classes, or mm-hmm. serving at the cafeteria as an usher, they want to do more than that. They feel a desire, but they don't know where to start. They let alone discern where He's calling them to go. Doctor Lim, how do we discern God's call in all the noise in our lives today? The call of family, and you know, the economy, and politics, and work commitments, and all that. How do we really know what God wants us to do with our lives? 
Yeah, I think many people think that God's call, to hear God's call is a very difficult thing, you know. But I'm a very simple man. I'm a, I call myself a simple country pastor. And my view of God is that He is my Father. And therefore, with regard to important things like call, what I'm going to do with the hours that He's giving me, it cannot, should not be mysterious. The way in we find God is, first of all, what is it that we are good at? What are the gifts? What are the talents that God has given to us? I mean, if I'm a poor speaker, definitely God does not call me to be a preacher. Mm. You know? But if I find that I like to speak and I speak well and people respond to what I say, then perhaps teaching or preaching or lecturing is one area in which I can consider. You know? So the Lord has given us certain gifts which points us in a certain direction. And then secondly, together with gifts, is passion. You have many gifts, but what is that one gift that gives you the most passion? You know, so that, let's say, I like to teach, and without people urging me, I will look at people, she is a good teacher. Why is she a good teacher? So naturally, it's like that, because I'm passionate about it. So if I'm passionate about singing, I will follow all the great singers. You don't have to force me to listen to great singers. You know, so the first thing is, what are you good at? Secondly, what are you passionate about? And, you know, God's call is not only just for us. God calls us not only to be glad and to be happy because we are in God's will, but God also calls us to meet a need. So, first, what is what are we good at? What is our passion? And then what is it, what need is there that God is calling me to meet? So, you put these four together, you are on the right track to discover God's call. So to repeat, your talent, your passion, a need that you feel deeply that God has called you to meet. So that is the beginning of discovering your call. Hmm. So I suppose what you're saying also is that there is a need to also submit yourself to the will of God. Now, I, I'm thinking of the story of Moses. He obviously had some leadership qualities and um, God called him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. But Moses felt that he could not speak. So is our own limiting belief sometimes, you think, standing in the way of us listening to God's call? Perhaps God felt that Moses could speak, but Moses felt Moses couldn't speak. So, you know, he was a little um, reluctant to, to heed God's call for him. Do you think that that's something that stops a lot of people from actually going out and taking up um, God's call in their life. On, on the contrary, I believe that God is actively leading us to discover His call. Mm. We are His creation, made in His image. Mm. And when God made us, He made us with a purpose. Okay. And therefore, the call upon our life is something that He is pleased and desiring to, to let us know. But first, the most important thing is character. Mm. You know, God has great plans for Moses. But in order for him to be the man and to do the task that he is asked to do, he has to be a certain kind of man. Because he's going to call out the people of Israel, mold them and shape them into a nation that is going to be a witness to the world as to who he is. And so he cannot be a man that is deeply flawed mm. or a man that is deeply confident in himself mm. as he was as a prince of Egypt. Yeah. You know, he was 
supremely confident. And he thought that he, he is ready to lead. But his people say, who are you? Yeah. So after 40 years of chastening, of refining in the desert, God said that this is a time for me to meet with you. And here was a man that was broken. But God gently, through the burning bush, spoke to him and says, No, you are still the man. I will be with you. You, you, you see? Great. We'll be back after this break. Grandma. I am Moi Yok Lai. I come from Jalan Imbi Chapel, the church responsible for my conversion. And the verse that I would like to share is from Luke chapter 17, verses 17 and 18. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has none returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Radio. You're listening to Rhema Radio, the weekly podcast on faith, culture, music and more. Dr. Tony, you gave us some really great insight using Moses as an example that sometimes before God calls us, there has to be a refining and a defining of our character to make us ready, meaning sometimes that the I in us has to recede and the Christ in us needs to to rise up so that we know that it is through God's power that we do His work and not through our own efforts. Am, am I right? Yes, yes. Great. So that was a great example, actually. So what you're saying is also in a sense that sometimes we might not recognize the the calling, we might not recognize the gifts and the ability that God wants to utilize, uh, but God does. And he will always empower us with the ability to carry out that, that or fulfill the destiny he has for us. Yes, I mean, you brought up Moses. Uh, we, can, we can think of Joseph. Mm. You know, he had great dreams that uh, the stars and the moon bow down before him. Mm. And yet, uh, brothers betrayed him. He was sent to prison, and he was in a foreign land, and for many years, he was in the wilderness. So Joseph could very well say, hey, God has abandoned me. God doesn't care about me. And this, and not to say, not to talk about calling, you know, you have abandoned me. But at the end of his life, Joseph says to his brothers, you meant this for evil. There was great malice in how you treated me, but God overruled all these things for his good. And therefore, uh, God is sovereign, and therefore we can rest in Him. You know, young people always ask me, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm so worried that if I go to university, I take this course, I'm ruined for life. I said, no, God is in sovereign control. And this God who is sovereign control is your Father, who will therefore make sure that your life has meaning and purpose. So I tell young people, just relax, love the Lord, trust in Him. And you'll find him guiding, as he does in Joseph. So um, from what I'm hearing, uh, Dr. Johnny, what you're saying is that God can use our past and our present to shape our future and lead us into our destiny. Yes, he is a good God. And therefore, because he's a good God, the world that we live in is a safe place for us. Because he's our great shepherd, he will take care of us. 
That's so reassuring to hear. You, you said earlier that it's the gifts that you have and the passion that you have that sort of like the clues as to where you go and how you sort of go in the direction in which God wants you to. So if you're really passionate about music and good at it, then you would serve well in the music ministry. But how do you know in all the noise that's going on in your head, there's so much of noise going on in our head today, inside and outside, what the world is saying, you know, with the internet, with all these feel-good, self-help books telling you otherwise, you know, uh, fulfill yourself, be satisfied about with yourself. It's all about self-fulfillment. Sometimes it can be a little painful, yeah, when God calls you out to go into a strange place to do His work. Initially, it might be a little painful because it takes you out of your comfort zone. How do you deal with that? Well, I think we can have what Dallas Willard calls a conversational relationship with God, meaning that as we speak to God, we learn to recognize the distinctive authoritative quality of God's voice. Like for example, if your daughter or your son were to call you Sheila, mm. you, you don't need to ask on the phone, who's speaking? You know, you know straight away, hey, hi, you know. But once in a rare while, you'll make a mistake. and says, hey, hi, sweetheart. I'm sorry, you know, who I'm not your sweetheart. But that's rare. But generally, if you listen properly and you read your word well, you can recognize God when he speaks to you. And therefore, you can distinguish God's voice from all kinds of voices because of the quality of of God's voice. It's authoritative. Not only when you follow that call, not only does your heart resonate, but like I say, there's a need that you will will meet, you see. You know, because uh, the world is, you know, we only care about ourselves how fulfilled I am and how happy I am. But God is more than that. Mm. Our gladness of heart meets the hunger of the world. So you were saying earlier that we need to listen. I think that's the part that many people find difficult today because you get caught up in the rat race. You get up in the morning, you rush in the traffic to work or school or whatever. You go through the days, you know, work. You go through the motions, do your work, give your best. You go back through the traffic again and you go home and then there's the family and there's the TV and there's Facebook and there's internet. There's so many things calling to you for your attention or a phone call, let's go out. And this goes on day in, day out, right? How do people really listen to the world? What do you need to do to listen to the voice of God calling? Well, you know, uh, my commute to work takes me 40 minutes every day. And by KL standards, that's normal. Mm. So when I'm in a car, I deliberately switch off the radio. And therefore, I carry with me for 40 minutes a pool of silence. It's just me in a car and God. And I spend the time singing, I spend the time remembering scriptures, I spend the time speaking to God, and I spend the time listening to God. And therefore, five days a week minimum, to and fro, I've got 40 minutes of, in which there are pools of silence for us to commune, not only communicate, but commune and listen to God. And I think we, and care folks, we can do that. I really like that idea. I really like that phrase, pools of silence. It, it gives this impression of, you know, depth, a deep pool of yes. silence. And I think that's what's lacking in our life. 
Yes. Where we're really always filling our lives and our head with so much noise, we forget to make time to, for that silence. And sometimes we're just rattling, talking to God. We don't um, let Him speak to us. Well, that was really very insightful. Okay. Uh, we're taking a short break. We'll be back again after the break. Hi, my name is Daniel Lee Kwon Leong of uh, First Joy. I would like to pray for the workplace now. Father, we thank you for your gift and salvation to us individually and as part of your church. We are grateful for placing us in our workplace and community where we can love and shine. Father, we just pray now that you help us and give us strength, give us opportunity and send us people to help us to lead lighthouses in the workplace so that people can have the opportunity to hear your gospel. And we pray that your Holy Spirit will help them to understand and to be uh, convicted to accept you as their personal saviour. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Radio. It's been an interesting session so far with uh, Dr. Tony Lim, Vice Principal and Dean of the English Department of the Malaysian Bible Seminary, who's here today to give us some insight into discerning the Lord's call for our lives. Um, so far, Dr. Tony, you've talked about having uh, knowing God's call in your life by what you are excited about doing, your passion, the gifts that you might have, and taking the time to listen. That pool of silence, as you said earlier before the break, about um, spending that time where you block out everything else to just listen to God's voice. And I think that's great advice that all of us can benefit from. Now, um, let's use me as a real-life case study, Dr. Okay, Tony. And that's, okay, that's a bit intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, so this time I'm going to let you ask me the questions and I'm going to answer. The question I'm going to put to you is this, right? Mm. So that the listeners can identify with how do they do this, right? How can I discern what way God wants me to serve? Okay. Well, Sheila, when was the last time when you did something or you were in a situation where you say to yourself, hey, this is really me, my whole being resonates with where I am now and what am I doing now and who I am with now. Okay, I can tell you a, a few um, instances. One is when I am teaching. I'm a trainer by profession. Mm -hmm. So when I'm teaching, when I'm helping people to change their mindset, to, to find their purpose in living and, um, you know, find the joy in living, to start operating at cause and make things happen instead of being an effect and complaining of the world. And when I see that shift, I can perceptibly see the shift in their faces, I get excited about that. That's one thing I get excited about. I get excited when I'm teaching God's Word. I, I'm, I think I'm inherently there's a teacher in me. Mm -hmm. um, another thing I like is writing. I, I used to be a writer for journalist for 10 okay. years. So I do like writing, empowering stuff, and then sometimes posting it on Facebook and looking at people saying that, wow, they really needed it for that day. So that's another thing. And lately I've been finding expression through art. Mm. So these are the things that excite me. Oh, that's wonderful, you know. So uh, the other question that you need to ask yourself is, okay, I, you know, I really like doing all these things, but uh, what is the specific need that, that the Lord, through circumstances or through prayers, uh, have brought to my attention? 
that they, I feel compelled to, to meet. You know, there are so many needs in the world. Yeah. But perhaps, uh, as you're praying now, a particular need may come into mind that you feel sort of like, hey, I'm compelled to meet it. So that will push you more into that direction of the call on your, on your life. I think it's crystallizing as you speak, Kevin. I think the one that gives me the greatest joy and sense of purpose is teaching. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm teaching in the secular world, um, giving people the tools and techniques to help them you know, lead better lives, unleash their potential to get more out of their lives, or whether I'm teaching the Bible to people um, and and sort of helping them to meet their daily challenges through God's Word. Myself, when when I'm studying in the Word, I delve deep into it and I begin to discover the metaphors and messages. I get highly excited. So those are the things that really excite me and I feel there is a need out there today. There's, there are lots of Christians, who many Christians who go to church, they listen to the message and they get all highly empowered and then as the week goes on, they kind of like fizzle down. So they need to go, you know, it's like going back next Sunday for a fix of the word. Mm-hmm. But in the interim, they, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to to seek God's word. So I think that sometimes they are intimidated, as you say, by by the word itself. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's so profound and sometimes a bit... Um, it's hard to understand. I think that for me, I find that it's it's very easy for me to make it very relevant to their day-to-day lives, to take an Old Testament story and say, well, how does that life and that story parallel your challenges and what you can learn from that? So I find that very exciting. Yeah, there you go. You found your call, so, so to speak, you know. Yeah. It's not just teaching per se, but teaching such a way that it transforms life. I think that's that's what it's all about for you. Do you think I could learn more f- by coming to the Malaysian Bible Seminary? Oh, well, certainly, you know, because we have various methods of delivery. And, you know, I've been a pastor for many years. And so I look at Bible College not as an academic, mm. but as a pastor. And so I look at people who really want to know the Word of God, but uh, may not have the time and therefore one way, one method of delivery that MBS has still developed is the modular course, you know, five days, nine to five, and they finish one module. Right. And the master's ministry is specially designed for lay people who desire to go deep into the Word of God so that they can minister and so, they, so that they can teach. And so as a pastor, these are the courses that close to my heart. So um, looking back again, so from what what we have just discussed, um, you and me, by your asking me the questions about where my direction goes, I think uh, I can't run away from it now. Um, And I think also that very often you've got to look back at your experience, your Mm -hmm. past and whatever you have learned there. As you said earlier, nothing is ever wasted. Mm -hmm. No experience is ever wasted because it helps to shape you. So is there also a hint there in where your future direction would be, do you think? A hint? Yeah, like looking at your past oh, yeah. and, and what you know you have learned there, could that also come to bear into that decision or into that understanding of where God is calling you? Yes, I think your past will tell you that, okay, I don't think that this is what I want to do. Or, okay, I want to teach, uh, but I don't want to teach technical subjects, mm. you know, which is just mere impartation of information. Yeah. Uh, I know now that if I were to teach, 
it must be life transforming you know that's where your past helps you to narrow and to focus and to be more to be able to make more of a difference yeah actually you're absolutely right about that because i do find that if i'm training or teaching something that's in a way it's sort of pointless mm-hmm. then it doesn't excite me at all yeah there But you if, go yeah <laughs> if i'm able to infuse a little bit of my faith and my understanding mm-hmm. and philosophy into whatever i'm teaching then that really really makes me very excited right so any any final words uh, dr tony well i i'm praying that people who listen will put their faith in the lord to reveal the call that god has on our lives because god has created us for a purpose and when we find that our hearts resonate and the joy of the lord will be with us i'll say amen to that amen yeah. thank you dr tony right. for thank joining you. us today you. you've been listening to dr tony lim vice principal and dean of the english department of the malaysian bible seminary this is sheila singham from rema radio signing out
This segment song is from Symphony Worship. Do connect with us at facebook.com slash rimarad.10. Comment, like and share our weekly show so we can do more. Contact us at hello at rimarad.io. We would love to hear from you. Listen to all past shows by searching Rema Radio on the following apps. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud or anywhere else you get your podcasts. This episode was audio edited and mixed by Jason Hahn. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. God bless. I found it on Rayma Radio.